This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 23, Ash and Smoke. Hello, I'm Paul. This is Tales of Swordfall, and who am I with tonight? Hi, I'm Robin, and I'm playing Mantis Bladesong. Hi, I'm Ammon. I'm playing Ash. Hey, I'm Katz, and I'm playing Tyrker. Hi, I'm Jerry Ren the Butterfly, and I'm playing Rayan. And I'm Guy, and I'm playing Norik Falspur. And um, if you've been listening us, uh, to us for a while, uh, you probably noticed there's two new names that are suddenly here. Um, they are actually our new players. Uh, and if you wondered what happened to Luke, he has to take a break for a long while, so uh, we just have all the well wishes for you, Luke. Uh, I hope you can join us again at some point. Anywho, um, let's do just a short recap of what happened in the last episode. Um, Nork went berserk inside the refugee camp from the halfling towns that filtered into uh, Bramby Clearing. Things got messed up. Everybody had to fight. Uh, Tyrker had to... Well, Tyrker was wandering off by himself, trying to get to the town that's burning uh, to the west, Longborough, uh, until he ran into the three spooky fey ladies um, who have popped up before in this game. And... Uh, he was given an option of like either going to Longborough, going back to his friends, or going to some mushrooms, and Tyrker chose going back to his friends. And uh, during this whole thing, Nork like toppled over a guard tower with like his pinky, and Herberto went berserk. Uh, someone got um, petrified because of uh, interventions from a... Uh, hand crossbow from Mr. Tangle and yeah it was just all sorts of crazy but before we actually conclude the aftermath of the craziness uh, we are seeing two travelers going north on the main road toward uh, Bramby Clearing uh, you two are in the Revnik Hills it's a wide area of land with rolling hills, uh, spots of uh, groves here and there. It's a really nice place, but it is starting to be uh, early winter, so all the greens that you usually see during the spring and summer are slowly fading. Um, the grass is turning into like this gold color. Um, or actually, no, it's probably already a gold color and starting to kind of just calm down its growing spree that it once had. And um, you two, as you approach uh, Bramby Clearing, um, see that um, from your view, you can see that there's uh, several fires that are happening. 
So for your first roll of the night, um, you uh, if you think you're familiar with uh, Swordfall, the country, um, or at least this area, uh, give me a history check. Ooh, I did bad. <laughs> yeah, ooh, yeah. Uh, so let's see if I get your name right. It's it's Ash, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 Awesome. I should know this because we just did the introductions. So, <laughs> why does Ash have no idea about this area at all? They are from another country altogether, I believe. Uh, and maybe this, I think this is our first time in this area. Cool. And, um, let's see, I just heard this name, I should know it. It's Mantis, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Mantis, uh, apparently you've been around in this area. Uh, you know that Rabbi Clearing is... A halfling town you know the whole um kind of tolkien-esque hills that have houses inside them uh but you can see that there's something clearly wrong um from your uh past memory of this place uh that there's actually a bunch of white tints that are up on the top of the hills and that that's a little unusual um What's brought you to this town in the past? Uh, I've probably just uh, passed through it um, in search of the answers I'm looking for in reference to my patrons. So my journey probably just took me through here once upon a time. And you probably just traveled right on through, right? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, so as you approach the town, um, a halfling does approach you two. Um, ex excuse me, are, are you um, travelers or, or mercenaries or um, people who do things for money? Maybe. Who's asking? Um, well, the township of uh, Granby Clearing, uh, we have a slight emergency, and um, perhaps you can help for some gold? And uh, this little halfling, um, if they're, they're dressed up like, okay, they're probably middle class. Um, and they it looks like they have a shiny new badge on them, so it looks like someone just either deputized him or made them like an official messenger all of a sudden and uh he looks super nervous uh like normally he probably wouldn't have approached either of you but uh it looks like there's uh something going on i guess i'll uh look over at my traveling companion and uh kind of ask well what do you think uh, you know, Mantis is just she's she's just kind of standing there with her arms crossed, uh, kind of scowling towards this uh, halfling. 
Okay. Mm. We'll do it. Oh, okay. Um, gosh, I, I was told to do uh, something. And uh, the halfling just kind of pats himself, trying to find us. You don't know quite what, but suddenly uh, they go into their bag, reduce the scroll, and uh, start reading. Uh, I hereby deputize you as part of the fire uh, fire rescue team of Rambi Clearing, and at the end of this job, you will be paid ten gold each. Come on, let's go. All right. After hearing about uh, fire rescue, Ash kind of smirks a little bit since he's a. Uh on fire kind of a little bit yeah the irony <laughs> but i'll follow the halfling yeah the halfling does not move as well no probably as quickly as the dwarf because they both have this movement of 25 so um yeah i mean uh probably for ash they're going slow but uh the halfling's trying to go as fast as they can um and uh just kind of keeps waving you on and okay um yeah, uh, once you get there, um, I'll introduce you to a, uh, guy named, uh, Londi. Uh, Londi knows where all the buckets are. Uh, do you need any kind of protection? Um, of course you don't. You, you look like you're armored, I think. And, uh, he just keeps kind of, like, rambling on about this, uh, guy named Londi, who apparently is the fire marshal of the, uh, town of Brambit Clearing. And he kind of just starts going on about how uh, towns were attacked by kobolds, and now this happened, that someone went berserk and started fires in the refugee camps. And, you know, it's it's a little too much to take in uh, to hear the fine details. But as you approach Bramby Clearing, it kind of becomes clear that um, something went down here, and there is a bunch of fires, a bunch of people, like, getting medical attention and uh people trying to set up a uh fire uh fire bucket brigade um i have uh, an ability that might be able to help here uh can i tell if these fires are magical or non-magical uh do you have a ability to specifically tell you that or probably yeah Arcana, huh? Yeah, real, real <laughs> Arcana. That would be that would probably be the most useful thing. Oh, that was not great. <laughs> now, I, I, you can guess since they look like they're, uh, it's, there's a lot of coal and there's some smoldering and it's in different places and uh, that you know it's your usual like red flame and it's not like purple or red or green. Uh, there is a really good chance that this is just normal fire. Perfect. That's what I like to hear. Skies, <laughs> um, what happened here? Oops. I say, looking around at all the fire. Uh, there, there was a um a riot. Uh, people were getting their uh their ration of water, and then they all went berserk. And that doesn't sound suspicious to you. Oh, uh, yeah, we we actually have a few people in custody that uh, um, seemed like they started it. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really know. It's it's just really weird. Um, but uh, oh, hey, look, there's there's Londi and uh, the halfling points in the distance, and 
there's this very rotund, well, rotund for a halfling. So he's just kind of a ball. Um, this halfling has like giant, giant bushy uh, sideburns, a bald head, um, and he's uh, waving people left to right, trying to organize everything. Uh, I guess we're here to help. What can we do for you? Uh, oh, uh, adventurers, huh? Ah, good. Uh, we'll get you that ten gold after this is all done and said with, and, uh, if you have to sleep the night, we have areas for you to sleep. We'll provide food and everything. Anyways, grab a bucket and, uh, join the brigade. If there's any way that you can, uh, help just put out the fires, um, with magic? And he just kind of shrugs his shoulders as saying magic. And clearly, he's not a magic user. Uh, I'll, go, uh, uh be, oh. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was just gonna say, uh, yeah, just, uh, find your way to the front of the line and, uh, do your, uh, your, your thing. I'll, uh, give him a little wink and say, I think I got this, uh, and start casting my control flames cantrip with, uh, abandon, extinguishing, uh, cubes of fire over 60 foot range, I guess. <laughs> that's five foot cubes. That's uh that's a pretty good amount though. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean uh, you start doing that, uh people start doing uh the bucket brigade. Uh where does Mantis uh put themselves? Uh she is she's kind of holding a bucket that's filled with water, but she's uh near Ash. And she's not actually throwing it on any of the fire because he's got this. Yeah, he's got this. She's just kind of holding this permanent scowl on her face, like almost in disgust that she's surrounded by halflings. Yep, and then the sound of voices working together and singing a working song starts happening. And uh, you just kind of hear the song swelling up as they're passing buckets and uh, dousing it on uh, flames and coals. And it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty well organized. You can tell that there's uh, at least one or two people who don't really belong to the town uh, helping out. Uh, there is this Goliath who's happily trying to sing along, but definitely does not know the lyrics to the song. Um, so... We're going to just check on Rianne and Tyrker for a moment. So, would you be helping Nork out right now, or would you be helping saving the town from, you know, fire? So, just to make sure that I remember correctly, Nork basically, did they shackle him and say we're going to bring him to jail now, or how did that end? Uh, his sister grabbed him by the shoulder and said, uh, Mom and Dad and the mayors of the town have a lot of questions for you. Uh, Tirker would be focusing on the town's fires then. So uh, where would he have put himself? Um, well, he doesn't have any magical way to put out fire. Um but maybe he's good at putting out fires. Do you mind if I roll like a survival to see if he has experience with that? Yeah, totally. 
I think he is. Apparently, good. apparently you've made plenty of fires, and you've put out plenty of fires, too. Yep. I imagine as a boat builder, he might have accidentally maybe started some fires that were a little too big next to his boats and needed to put them out very quickly. So, um, yeah, he'll be doing dirt and water and whatever Tirker would be doing to put out the fires. Cool. And what about Rianne? Huh. Is there any way I could do a dice roll as to which one? I don't know. Hmm. I, you could always do a d20 and say evens and odds. I mean. Okay. Even, snork, odds, tearker. Okay. Alright, Nork, it is. Alright. So, this is a good uh, transition point then. Mm-hmm. Nork, uh, Rianne's sitting next to you, and you are in basically the city hall, um, but they have decided to shackle you, Nork, as you're waiting there. But, you know, in the front, so you're comfortable. Um... And there is a large discussion going on about uh, what happened, why did people start writing, uh, why were there fires, who let Nork in the town with a cursed item, you know, just, this. Co- you're overhearing this conversation, and you know at some point you'll have to stand up and say something. Uh, <laughs> so Nork, how are you feeling at this moment. Well. Um, I guess I should uh, follow that up with one question. Is uh, Has it been an hour since he drunk, drunk that uh, uh, what was it? Cloud Giant uh, strength potion or something? Uh, yeah, it's it's been over an hour now. They, okay. They so have he's, a... he's, he's back down to uh, uh, normal strength. <laughs> I believe. Which was totally the curse's fault, well, my dad. No one else's. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so, you know, Nork kind of lost a little bit of the... Yeah, he felt this kind of funny little funny little high from it, like, just like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> um, but now that's gone, and he's really kind of reflecting on Wow, I I really screwed up, didn't I? And he's feeling pretty bad. Yeah, and um, so they start uh, discussing about Nork and what witnesses have seen him done, and uh, kind of a a trial starts up uh, where it's. Um, yeah, there there are witnesses, and um, somehow um, Ulin has gone back to normal, and he looks all like sad and stuff, and he he was like, yeah, I saw Norik, and uh, you know he grew you know a foot taller, and veins popped out of his head, and uh, I was so afraid I was running for a little way for my life and apparently he petrified me and uh all the mayors are like eh, what mm, yeah mm. 
and uh, petrified as in you're 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 afraid because yeah i'm i'm sorry uh the, all the mayors look your direction and look pretty cross because they haven't asked you to speak yet and ulin of course being the uh wonderful asshat he is goes no you you turned me into stone How's that even? Well, I imagine Norik's getting the, the the this glare from. Uh... <laughs> is Rain just standing, probably next to him? Like, huh? You're either standing or sitting. I mean, it's it's really up to you. Um, I mean, oh. you you could try to tell the truth if they'd believe you, but. Uh... <laughs> You know, uh, one of the mayors, uh, actually the mayor of Longborough, is uh, glaring at Nork right now. And um, we're only a history. Let's see if you have any past history with the mayor. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> 13. Yeah, you kind of had some dealings with the mayor when you were, you were younger. Uh was he mayor at the time? That would be the first question. Um, well, Longbarrow's kind of a traditional town, um, and things tend to stay the same for a long time. So we'll say he was mayor at the time. He was perhaps a little bit younger mayor. And uh, but everybody just kept like whenever it came time to elect a new mayor, it was like, well, who else would we pick? Yep. And why would he be angry at you? Oh boy. Uh, mayor. Let's see. We should give him a name. I feel like. Um. That's a good name to give him. Let's see. Galvin? No, that's Galvin. too much like Gavin. Uh, it has to be, like, absurd. <laughs> Billio. Billio. Mayor Billio. He, uh, he, was, he was very popular amongst uh, the whole whole town um, as i said you know every time election came up everybody would just oh, who else would you choose except for billio billio has been a great mayor um you know he's a great community leader he gets everyone involved but nork was always running off and he never really got involved and to some people some that might just be like oh you know He's just off doing his own thing. But to Bilio, that was, it kind of irked him because Bilio put all of this effort and all of his pride into creating a, a great community. And this one, this one boy way back then just didn't want anything of that. And he felt, he felt kind of offended. So you you never quite you never quite liked Nork. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and Nork's parents had accepted that, you know, he, he doesn't quite fit into the normal community, the halfling community, um, quite the same as everyone else did. But Vilio, he didn't, he didn't quite uh, accept them the same. So, a few more eyewitnesses to Nork's terror uh, come up. And one is dressed in a uh, full town guard uh, uniform, and he has a broken arm, and um, he starts telling the uh, tale of how he was trying to defend the town against uh, Nork and his hell mule until he toppled down the tower that he was on. Of course, you know, a little dramatized. And um, finally, before Nork... And Nork's going to, like, just speak out of turns. I'm really sorry. I mean, do you need, do you need help with the arm? Are you okay? B Bilio gives you a scowl, and he's like, you, you'll get your turn. So, sorry. And um, he turns to Ryan. Do you have anything to uh, add to this or to uh, help your friend? <sighs> Nark's gonna sort of sideways glance at uh, Rayanne and and uh, just do a, a little head shake as if saying, "No, don't don't tell them what you did." <laughs> Thank you for listening to Tales of Swordfall. Please consider listening to these podcasts. Hello folks, J.P. Winterbottom here to tell you about The Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons narrative-focused actual play podcast about a group of private investigators in a fantasy noir setting with eldritch horror undertones. You can find The Beholder's Eye every other Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, or anywhere podcasts are found. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe.